Chad, we went to uh, we went to the uh, what was that? The rodeo goat last night. Yeah, giddy up. You ever, you ever been to a goat rodeo before? Not until last night. You ever heard of cats? You know, and I, I like goat cheese on my burger too. Yeah. What did yeah. you, you get there? I got I got a I got uh, a goat cheese burger. We showed up at the wrong time. We missed Guar at the place next door. Like by like I don't know. Couple a day. days. A couple it's, days. It's, it's so disappointing. Missed opportunities. We're missing the Astros. They're playing tonight. We got to fly back to Chitty Chattanooga. Yeah, it's flooding here in Houston. We're getting close to. You know what? It, it, action-packed show. We're going to have Linda come on just in just a minute here. She's going to give un- impressions of the show. But we read a really interesting article this morning, and we kind of thought it was worth talking about. Yeah. Something I've suspected for a while is Amazon's algorithm has gone awry. You've been suspicious about those algorithms for quite some time. Yeah, well, it turns out that, according to this this report in the Wall Street Journal, that Amazon's marketplace may not be as agnostic as you once thought. It's true. As I once thought. As you once thought. Yeah, they just... I thought it was pretty agnostic. They just released a great report on how Amazon's algorithm work, and the issue here is that they're starting to favor their own private label goods in the marketplace, according to that report. That's not very agnostic. Yeah. So what seems to be happening is that yeah. in the past, Amazon's algo worked independently of retail. They answered directly to the man up top, CEO Jeff Bezos, right? Uh... And they abided by his uh, core piece, that precept of customer first. And this was a group called A9. And the A is out for algorithm, and the other, the 9 is for the other 9 letters in Algorithm, Chad. Deep thoughts. Yes. Well, it turns out that now that they answer to retail, a battle they've been fighting for a long time, there may be some conflict of interest in how search queries work within Amazon. Yeah. And as uh, I was reading the article, it brought up that, you know, this goes against Amazon's core value of customer first, as you were saying, and now the algo is boosting Amazon products Mm. based on profitability as opposed to, you know, what meets most consumer needs, like it being a bestseller or most relevant uh, to similar buyers. So here is a, go- a great quote from the article on how Amazon is using supply chain data to dictate this. For the algorithm to understand what was most profitable for Amazon, the engineers had to import data on contribution profit for all items sold. These these people said the laborious process meant extracting shipping information from Amazon warehouses to calculate contribution profit. Sounds kind of insidious. Yeah, well, I mean, what's great about that though, and that that part's not insidious. That is smart. That's smart. Well, business. it's smart, but it's not. It's not agnostic. It's them, no, no, you no. know, making theirs theirs above the other. It's not. Yeah, no, what? but taking supply chain data and using it instead of just looking at invoice and saying, okay, the marginality here is the landed cost. They're looking beyond that and looking at the cost out of warehouse. Yeah, well, none well. of that's surprising, but it's just that they're emphasizing theirs. Well, it is surprising because not a lot of companies do that, especially to the extent that Amazon does and to the power in which they do it. And uh, they would probably be in trouble now yeah. if they weren't doing what? Doing what? Well, I mean, one of the uh, one of the defenses against antitrust, because people always bring that up with Amazon, is why aren't they getting busted for antitrust yet? And one of the points that the article brought up was the reason they're not is because they actually lower prices for consumers. So if they're yes. controlling the marketplace to raise prices, that might be a different story. That would feel different. And we that would racket all, may yeah. have been broken up much quicker. We would all be feeling different about Amazon right now if those if they were taking that monopoly yeah. uh, and, uh, and raising the prices. But, you know, as a consumer, I think we're pretty happy. Well, so what do you think? Because you glibly stated that, oh, it's not a surprise that they're using supply chain data and extracting <laughs> it from glibly. the warehouse. So... 
what what are your thoughts on, on this report? My well, you know, I think that it's it is it's insidious because it's 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 this you know like they're they're constructing things in their favor. I mean, actually, it's not shocking. We've been hearing about reports about this how they'll like how there'll be a really like a third party seller on Amazon and how it'll be like a very effective uh, item and it'll be selling well and then Amazon will identify this and then kind of make their own and then put that in the marketplace. And there's already been some reports of that. And you know, hey, if you're an entrepreneur and you put your you're deciding to put your product in another competitor's marketplace effectively i guess what else would you be expecting necessarily i don't know how about you how about chad the consumer how do you feel now that when you're searching on amazon do you feel as confident that the results coming up are going to suit exactly what you need or or you, you know, just feel like you're getting amazon basics or maybe you're just going to filter out the amazon basics when you see them because you I, know what's going on i like that you asked me that and i'm curious what you think as a consumer I, I haven't been interacting a lot with amazon of late but you know it does make me it does undermine their credibility a little bit to me uh i'm i yeah i you know i've noted it but it's the same thing like sometimes when you look for certain items you'll be like wow that was really expensive that like why is that weed killer thirty dollars when it would have been you know nineteen ninety nine at Walmart anyway? So there's these there's these little like gotchas uh, yeah. sometimes in it with Amazon. But you as a consumer, how do you feel about it now? Well, what, what I will say is uh, they don't make Amazon Basics cowbells yet, but I have bought like batteries <laughs> off of there. I've bought cables off of there. I bought yeah. I, I bought oh, a I tripod bought a off, lot of there. Of things off of there. No, but Amazon Basics. Oh, Basics. Not just from Amazon. I'm talking right, about right, the right. Amazon Basic yeah, label yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which um. I've heard, and this is uh, allegedly, what they do from someone on the product team is they, they look at the marginality in what some of the third-party sellers are doing. And if they're just not making enough money, they're not cutting it. Amazon's like, we could make a lot more uh-huh. by going to the factory and just sourcing it ourselves. And it kind of reflects in the product. You'll see that a lot of them look very similar to okay. other brands out there. But I have, you know, as a consumer, the quality of the Amazon basic stuff I had has been pretty good. Okay, so you're not too worried about it right now. If I was a seller, I would be though. If I was, because yeah. they show the statistics on what happens the further you get down a search result. It's just like with a search engine, like if you're on Google, yeah. the sales go way down. And that couldn't really overall be helping boost Amazon as a marketplace, right? Yeah. Maybe it's time we start our own. Well, we mentioned this yesterday. Linda is, uh, Linda's got the Linda beat. Baker! She's on the beat. She, uh, she covering the conference. Covering the conference. She's been all over the floor getting the tone and timbre of the Trimble Insight Conference 2019 here in Houston, Texas. And I think she's going to tell us that there's a little bit of fear and loathing. Fear and loathing in Houston yeah. with Linda Baker. What's the beat on with the, Crawford Street? The beat on Crawford Street. Hey, Chad. Hey, Tim. Oh, I How like are it. you guys she's going, doing? She's going no earphones. Oh, too. you know what? I will go with the earphones. Do it if you like. Ah, ah, much better. Much better. Oh. Thank you very oh. much. Yeah. Well, uh, yes, you know what? The vibe, I'd say the vibe overall, very positive, very high energy, lots of people eager to learn about how these new technology platforms can uh, help them uh, improve their efficiencies and make more money, uh, lots of... Uh, Lots of really interesting sessions and lots of people here, of course, trying to sell those new technologies. Uh, but yeah, back to that fear and loathing. You know, it is, there is a bit of a schizophrenic vibe here because as I say, very okay. positive on the one hand, but on the other hand, there's just an unmistakable kind of note of anxiety about all of these new technologies. About platforms. what? Like what, what's the anxiety? Well, I think, you know, really, uh, the anxiety revolves in large part around kind of sharing your data. 
Yeah. Really? Oh, I mean, I yeah. think we all have, right? We're seeing that everywhere, not just in freight. Um, but some of these carriers really are not so excited about sharing information, uh, carriers and shippers, about sharing information about uh, what they're shipping and where it's going. So it's not necessarily this uh, cybersecurity thing. It's like, what are they doing with our data when we're sharing it? No, that is cybersecurity, Chad. A little bit, right? <laughs> well, you know, well, I was thinking about just that, too. It's kind of a, it's kind of a gray area. Area, right. Okay. Um, I would say most of, for the most part, no. It's really about, uh, yeah, this data sharing. You know, they're uncomfortable kind of connecting uh, via API. Don't really understand how that works and what that means for their data. Also concerned maybe about partners and whether or not their partners also have to sign on to these new visibility platforms and where the data goes once it, you know, is out yeah. there in the ether. Well, in mergers and acquisitions, too, I think that's another concern is you get this, this API pipeline to data, but then what happens when it becomes someone else's asset and it's in their care and how is that utilized and how is that either uh, for, for good or for bad? That's right. Now, I will say that Trimble is uh, trying to get ahead of some of those concerns. They okay. announced uh, um, one of many uh, sort of new uh, solutions that they announced, uh, they've announced in the past day and a half is something called the Data Trust Center or just the Trust Center. Um, and that is designed to give um, customers more control over their data, when they can share it, who they share it with. So, you know, as this, uh, as this, uh, tech, as this industry matures, I think, uh, the next level is to try and create, again, these, uh, systems that will make customers feel more comfortable. I love the old school, like, moleskin, uh, notebook <laughs> yes, that you have here. Right. Too. And it's actually, and actually cool. it's a trimble. It's a trimble. I know. Is, it looks a little, like, worn. Is this new? Well, no, they gave it to me yesterday, but I have uh -huh. to say, if you can see, I've got two pages of handwritten notes in front of me. And I can't really read my own writing because, in fact, I don't use uh, a notebook. Often, right? right, that's right. But yes, yes. So, uh, so do you like when you're writing hand note? Why do you? So I, I, I trust you bring your your laptop too to be writing the articles. What what is it about the uh, the, the journal that you prefer? Do you, is it a different kind of thinking that happens? It is. I would say the journal is more of a summary. So, you know, when you hmm. take notes on a laptop, it's an endless feed, right? You keep going and keep going and keep yeah. going. But uh, in the notebook here, I just try to summarize some of my thoughts at the end of the session. Yeah. And they're right there in front of me. What are your thoughts uh, on the whole of the presentation of here? You've seen some of the booths. You've seen the, the main stage showcase. They have a lot of LED. How mm -hmm. do you think? What do you think of this conference overall? Oh, well, as I was saying, I think, you know, overall, it's really a great conference. You know, the theme of uh, this year's conference is the power of together. Yeah. Um, and it has kind of been an ode to collaboration and sharing overall. <laughs> um, so, and I think, you know, the caliber of the presentations, very high quality. Uh, it was interesting. I listened to two sessions, to, uh, I sat in on two sessions around regulation and that there's also, you know, some fear and loathing. Yeah. Uh, I think it's safe to say around, say, the ELD mandate that's oh, taking effect sure. in December. So I listened to... Uh, that seems almost passe now, considering all the other concerns. Well, though. I know. Like, I, like, get with I, the program. I, I absolutely, <laughs> so actually, mature. it's very... I'm glad you said that, yeah. because... Uh, Yes, and at the same time, uh, the ELD session was the best attended session of nice. any of the ones that I've oh, attended. Interesting. So, 
Um, I think, again, that's, uh, those, those sessions are really, again, about the intersection of technology and re regulation. So um, wow. it kind of brings everything together. You took us from fear and loathing <laughs> to ode to collaboration. <laughs> I like stuff. it. Linda, how do people read more of your articles? Uh, so you can go to uh, FreightWaves.com and do a search under Linda Baker. And, yes, I am posting stories about the conference uh, daily. Uh, so check them out. Wow. Linda's well, on the beat. Thanks for coming. She's on the it. beat. Our correspondent at Trimble 2019, <laughs> Insight 2019. Thank you, Linda. Right. Thank you. Thanks, Have a great Linda. rest of your day. Yeah, enjoy you the rest too. of the show. Thanks for hopping in. All right. Now we have our first guest from Trimble. I think it's John Passman, isn't it? John Passman. Five, count of five. Five good minutes. Boom. Five. Yes. Here he comes. Oh, he took his jacket off. He's getting, he's getting, oh, ready, for, he's he's getting, getting ready for a fight. <laughs> Trimble Chief Product and Marketing Officer John Passman is putting on the cans as we speak. Yeah. Hey, Wildcat alum, right? Wildcat alum, Green Bay Packers fan. How about it? Yeah. Wow. Wow. What do you, what do you well, think their chances are this year? I actually am starting to feel like it's a good chance. I wasn't sure. New coach, but Aaron Rodgers. I think we're looking pretty good, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about your uh, wildcat? Your wildcats. Wait, hold on, somebody though. You you work out of Minnesota though, right? I do work. Out, well, I grew up in Wisconsin. I'm, okay, I'm from Madison. So actually, the oh. best thing about being in Minnesota, I know this isn't what you want to talk about. But no, it me, is. Let me just share this. The best thing about being a Packers fan in Minnesota is people that are from Minnesota hate the Packers. Yeah, we hate the bears so th there's oh. a huge indifference ah, like little brother Vikings. yeah you don't even care yeah so they they get so frustrated um the wildcats i <laughs> i have high expectations of them as well wow yeah they just built a m amazing new facility football uh, facility on the um uh, a new facility on the uh, on the lakefront, and uh, our recruiting is getting much better. So thanks for asking, guys. I really appreciate the time to plug my uh, yeah my, well, my alumni. Your chief product and marketing officer, right? And you guys have more than twenty products, so you have all, you have your hands full. We have hundreds of products. Yes, we, we, <laughs> we have so many. I will tell you, I'm a year in. I'm yeah. still learning about our products. Yeah. What um, do you have the most care on? Like, did are, did you set this whole thing up? Well, so my team did. Yeah. Uh, my team. Um, uh, and they did a fabulous job, I may, I, if I may. Um, so this is part of my responsibilities is the event. So uh, have marketing in terms of promoting our products, uh, interacting with customers, also on the product side. What are we going to build? What are we going to enhance? What are we going to get rid of? All those things. So what's your approach to that? What is your approach to product development? Well, pr I will say the most important thing is understanding the market's needs and understanding our customers' requirements. So we have invested in a huge way in listening to our customers. We started this year a customer advisory board, which is a small set of customers, 25 senior executives, that work with us on understanding um, strategically where is the industry growing, going and how can we help them achieve what they're trying to achieve in the future. So we, we invested in that this year, and it's been amazing. We have product advisory councils that we meet with across all of our product lines regularly. In fact, three of them are happening here. Uh, the, next, the TMW suite is tomorrow. And um, so we listen. We yeah. listen. And I, I was going to say, in order to develop a product, you have to know what people want, or at least to develop a successful product. That's right. I mean, people take different approaches. Sometimes it's an idea in a garage that turns into something, but most often it is... What are people telling you they need? And then you, you move forward with that. Um, but sometimes it does take a little bit of ideation on your own. We have a great idea. We're going to build it. We're going to prototype it. And then we're going to take it out. 
And if they like it, then we know we have something. If they don't, we kill it right away and we move on. Is that how one of the ways that you guys are building trust, the power of collaboration being one of the themes, one of, you know, the concerns of some consumers uh, is, is, you know, like data, cybersecurity, sharing of data. You guys have developed this this trust network. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what what that endeavor is? Yeah. So um, and I think you're going to have a chance to talk to somebody that's even a little bit more closer to it than me. But but the notion is that for years, shippers have been asking for data from their carrier, their suppliers, right? Um, and um, through these visibility providers. We basically yeah. said, look, you're going to give us data because your customers told us you've got to give us data. Well, we're, we've <laughs> built something to allow the carriers, our customers, um, the ability to decide who gets what when, as opposed to them deciding we're taking it all. And that's the notion of trust, trust center giving you um, the control over your data again. What other products that you guys put out do you feel are resonating the most with the conference goers here, at least the ones that you've had the opportunity to connect with? Um, I would say, so that's a big one. Yeah. That's a big one. Uh, The visibility product is a big one. Um, The other one that I've had a lot of discussions around is our new hardware. We we introduced this this thing called the Duo. It's uh, uh, one single hardware device. That is both a gateway and a display. So it's a gateway and a um, a tablet in one. So there's been a lot of interest in that. And and, uh, primarily because uh, with the impending CDMA shutdown, wireless network shutdown, customers that have CDMA-based hardware are looking for a cost-effective mechanism to upgrade the hardware that's in in the cab. And that's what the Duo was designed for. You know, Linda Baker was just on. She's attended a lot of these seminars. And she said... Surprisingly enough, because the deadline is coming up so soon, the ELD forum was one of the most highly attended. Yeah. Did that surprise you? Or were you like, you know what, people wait to the last minute on these things. They're, there's going to be a lot of people here. It uh, did not surprise me okay. because we are, are very much on top of the statistics that tell us where are our customers at from a migration perspective. And we know that 80% are in some stage of ELD migration. Many of them are already complete. But if 80% are fully engaged, are, are somewhat engaged, that means 20% are not engaged. And so I was not surprised to see that session highly attended. Not a passe topic at all. Still, people very interested in it. How do they get in touch with you, John, if they want to learn more about uh, Trimble, any of your products? Uh, well, they can shoot me an email at john, J-O-N, underscore passman, P-A-S-S-M-A-N, at trimble.com. They can text me or call me at 612 382 2728. Nice. Okay. What what other products be uh before you go? What what else has you excited? What's on the horizon? Cuz we have been here we haven't been able to go in all the seminars, so I my ear hasn't been as as close to the the, the ground. Well, we are working on some really uh, I think super innovative stuff. Um to take us from our existing platforms into a, a new more modern technology. I talked a little bit about this in the opening session. So I don't think I can get in too much trouble. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're, Exclusive. No. <laughs> for, for example, we're um, launching something we call Trimble Instinct next quarter into beta. And it's a new, more modern mobile platform for in-cab devices. And that's something our customers have been, quite honestly, waiting for us to do for quite some time. Really excited for that. I like um, that name. 
Yeah. Trimble Instinct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, John's good. You heard it here. Yeah, thanks for wetting our beak. And thank you for joining us today on the show. It was, sure. We really appreciate it. Yeah, Fantastic. Lot, thank you, and good luck with the Packers and all mm-hmm. those their chances. Thank you. <laughs> no, I see Absolutely. over there. I see one of our friends over at Triumph. Eh? Brandon, Bauer, Brandon Bauer, VP boom, of Business boom, Development. Boom. Should we hit the five bumper again? We'll just do it. And a wonderful five, head of hair. Five, five, five Come on over. Have a seat, sir. Bauer, VP of Prison Development at Triumph Pay. Holding and, one uh, of the uh, favorite to, pieces of swag, I see. If you go to uh, LinkedIn, it says yeah. uh, delivering the most epic carrier payment platform tool, delivery tool in transportation. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, Randy, yeah. is it true you worked at a radio station, too, in college? I did. Yeah. I uh, was uh, the DJ of the political show, the R&B show, and the alternative rock show. All right, wow, man. man of many rock. talents. Yeah. What were the uh, top spins on the alternative rock one? Oh, gosh. Back then it was, uh, there was a lot of sublime. Oh, so I'm dating okay. myself here. No, yeah. Um, Digital was, uh, Underground? The Humpty oh, Dance? Man, I, that that, that might have been on R&B. That, that would have been more in the R&B. Yeah. That would have been uh, pop. Um, R&B pop. We did Maybe a lot of gay gay yeah. um, <laughs> Rusted Root. Sure, yeah. I liked them in the 90s, yeah. By the way, yeah. by the way, we were talking Swaggrasser. You mentioned mm-hmm. the ball. I forgot to bring yours up because I already packed it in my bag. But this thing, this thing is high end. It's really nice, and these come in handy if you travel a lot. This right here, this is the grand prize winner, right? Yeah, that, this is that first is place, but this fantastic. is grand prize. This is a iPhone charger. And tell us a little story you had because yeah. you know, lithium ion, right? Yeah. So, uh, so we brought battery chargers, which are you know great for to carry as an individual. Not great to carry fifty of them on a small plane. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, what did they make you do? Well, so the flight—it was one of those really small planes where they had to gate check everything. So they said, "If you're ba- if you have a battery in your suitcase, please remove it." And I walked up and I said, "Houston, we have a problem." <laughs> yeah. I thought it was funny because we were going to Houston. Yeah. She thought, "Great, now I got some schmuck saying this." Because <laughs> yeah, you had like, fifty. Oh, right? well, I've yeah. never heard that one. Never yeah. heard that one. Not exactly. one, but fifty. So uh, she made me take them out of the bag. I said, "Do you have a bag?" She said, "No." So I had to physically carry them all on the plane. Yeah. And was dropping them as I was going down the very thin aisle. Yeah. Um, got off the plane and was very happy to have them here. Now, the problem is, I already knew this because I ran into this when I flew to Denver for another show. Oh. A year ago. Are you saying you don't learn from your own mistakes? I, I'm saying setting policies are great if you remember that you have them. Yeah. So wait, how many of these? So now, just so, just so I, because I think these are great giveaways and we have our own conferences that, that come up, but. Now you address that great problem. So how many is too many to try and bring on a plane and carry by one man? Um, I think you need to be willing to check all your clothes. And yeah. And then just have a separate carry-on bag. Okay. Or like just those. Backpack of- People don't and- realize this. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt oh, No, you. I was going to say, and you might be just okay with giving up your TSA clearance. Uh, <laughs> wow! People don't realize, yeah, the sacrifices you're making to bring quality swag to these conferences. Speaking of this conference, yeah. what are some of the inroads that you've been making here? Yeah. I'm sure you've been making connections. What's Triumph Pay doing? Well, at this conference, what we're do- or a lot of the stuff that we're doing is I'm meeting with companies that were in the process of having go live. Uh, we're set- settling up some things and working on how we are going to integrate with TMW. Um, TMW is actually one of our first partners. Uh-huh. Um, I believe they were our first and third client that we put on. Uh, way back in the day. Way back in the day. 
So we put a lot of value into this relationship, and that's been going really well. Other than that, it's been meeting the other vendors and seeing how we can help each other. Yeah. Have you done any booth ratings? Have you compared the <laughs> Triumph A booth? Have you measured? Have you done a measure of the... Uh, I, don't I don't think know. it's fair to the other booths, <laughs> yeah. really. Yeah, he wouldn't tell us if he has, right? No, I like the Triumph A booth. But I said you already get the, yeah. you already get the great swag. What, what's new go. with you guys? What's... what's fall in 2019 like over at the Triumph okay. offices. We talk to you guys all of the time, so yeah. um, we're pretty dialed in, but uh, yeah, what's new? So what's new, what's new and what we're really excited about is we have been testing and testing and testing the new app, and it is ready. Um, oh, cool. It has been, we've been running it with uh, some special clients and having them break it down, and we really think that it's going to make our customers' lives a lot easier. And what does it do for just those who are not familiar? What is, right. what's, the, what's so great about this app? Okay, so what it's going to do, it's, the idea is, it, is when we reached out to all of our brokers, we asked them, what is your biggest concern? Honestly, it's paperwork. It's, yeah. always, it's always paperwork, you know? We've got strategic partners, partnerships with Transflow, you know, RMIS, Subtran, et cetera, et cetera, and all these work great, and we interact with all those, but it's about getting the paperwork and getting it approved faster and getting that taken care of so that our broker can turn around. It then gives them access to be able to make the quick the carrier to make the quick pay and accelerate that process so that it strengthens the relationship between the carrier and the broker. Does it so uh, it, it it increases efficiency, does it speed up the payment process? Is there any yeah. is there any resistance to that? Is everybody like, yeah, let's pay as fast as possible? No, there's not really a resistance um, because that's what our, our customers told us. They said, honestly, we just need to figure out how to get the paperwork faster. Oh. Um, from our carrier's perspective, we reached out to them and said, what do you want? And they said, we want to find more companies that are doing quick pay through Triumph, powered by Triumph Pay. So we have that now on the back end. So we're really going to utilize our strategic partnerships in order to make sure that we're covering capacity for our brokers. Have you taken in the city wow. at all? Uh, so I'm down in Houston quite a bit because I, I live up in Dallas. Yeah. Um, it's uh, always a great city. Um, I actually am having dinner about 20 minutes on the other side of town tonight with wow. a good friend of mine. So that's going to be nice. Um, and yeah, it's it's Houston. It's, you know, large metroplex and has pretty much everything you want. Um, yeah. Sometimes it has the heat and humidity, which you don't. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> this, a lot of rain this morning. A lot of rain this morning. Uh, I was listening to the news and they said that we might go into flash flood warning. So great. Get exciting. Do they okay. close the underground city when that when that happens? I don't know. Yeah. So, Do you um, get to uh, cheer for the Cowboys in the NFC and the Texans in the AFC? Or is there more of a kind of an interstate rivalry that way? Uh, well, I'm actually originally from Chicago, so I'm a Bears oh, fan. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, All but, these guys are in mismatched places, right? The, the other guy was on, he was in, he, he's yeah. a Packers fan living in Minnesota. Oh, But he then he said mismatched. that they're not feeling Minnesota because Packers fans don't care about the Vikings. They're irrelevant. I don't know if that was just shade. Who do the Bears care about? <laughs> uh, as far as our rivalry, it's yeah. obviously the Packers. Uh -huh. So, and yeah. of course, moving to Texas, I found the... Packers fan that lived in Texas and fell in love with her and married her. So, wow. Oh, so, wow. Sports bring people together. Interstate yeah. Brandon, how do people reach out? How do they get in touch with you? Uh, it's simple. Uh, they can reach out to me on LinkedIn through my profile. They can uh, go to uh, Triumph Pay's website um, or they can give me a call at 214-730-1194. Nice. You're so, going to get a lot of telemarketer calls now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he so, gave it up. So it turns out that I missed golden opportunity. 
Um, it was the last chance to get a extended auto warranty just this morning. So oh. I need them to call back. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> wow. So. I'm sorry. That you and missed a, and a money that. transfer from, exactly. from a foreign country. Exactly. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, Brandon. Yeah, great to have you on. All right. He's a natural. You can tell. Great to have on that, Brandon uh, Bauer. Brian Coyne over there so, that we see. Here he comes. We have a Brian Coyne sighting. Another oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, nice. So there's uh, more macaroons. Hey, Brian, how you doing? I am doing well. Doing well. How you, you doing? Are, you're Tremble's GM of visibility, right? I am. Nice. Nice. So you want to talk all about <laughs> Well, he's going to talk about security, data security. Data security. Right? But first of all, but first, first, because he's the school. He's joining us. He's, he's one of the first ones to join us with the school that has an actual chance to win a national championship. Oh. <laughs> You're a former Auburn Tiger, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Auburn's doing well. We've got uh, got a legacy quarterback there with uh, with Bo Nix. Yeah. His father uh, came off the bench in, I believe it was 92, and uh, beat Alabama. And uh, so we've got a... Good legacy player there. He's starting off as a true freshman. Yeah. Wow. Good time. So you don't think the uh, the, the Northwestern Wildcats stand a chance? I, well, I, I mean, just compared to Auburn, I'll be the Tiger. I mean, uh, you know, they're both felines, the right? That's the only yeah. real, I think, college football association they have at the moment in terms of class and caliber. Um, yeah, I'm just going to pull up your mic a little bit. There we go. Yeah. All okay, right. so data security. It's, it's been a big topic here. A lot of people have concerns, especially the integration gets more and more closer together, right? Right. So how are you guys dealing with it, and how are you addressing some of those concerns that people may have? No, great question, and that's something that we heard a lot last year from uh, from our customers and prospects here at the, the show and then throughout the year. And, you know, they, they, they know that they need to share data, but they, they want to make sure that they're sharing the right data for the right amount of time and with the right people, yep. and it doesn't get repurposed uh, over time. Sure. And so uh, literally yesterday morning at the General Assembly here, we uh, uh, released our uh, trust center. So Trust Center gives us the ability and a carrier the ability to put their data into uh, a cloud platform, and then they can go in there and uh, with their credentials, they can log in and allow that data to be submitted and transmitted to other visibility providers or other integration partners if they want to, and so they control that. So they don't have to call us to, to get these things set up. It automatically happens, and, and they manage that. It's kind of a self-serve tool for them. Almost like medical records, right? You <clears throat> sign off on a release on it, but it's putting some security and some ownership back behind the data. Because you mentioned that once, integration is a great thing, but that we see a lot of mergers, acquisitions, companies go into bankruptcy. What happens to the asset that is data after the fact? Absolutely. And data is, we see so many data breaches that have happened. And, um, you know, it's scary that, uh, uh, that the data that just floats out there. And so that's why we want to, you know, as our customers continue to accumulate more and more data, um, we want them to know up front what's going to happen with that data, uh, where it's going to be exposed, where they're going to have the ability to to share it with other individuals. And the um, it, it really does, you know, complete that name of the trust center um, because they, they, they know that when they go in there, they're, they're able to trust um, where that data is going to be sent. And what do you wish more people <clears throat> knew about? This conference? The great thing about these conferences is you get to talk to all of these different people, get the pulse and the vibe of the venue. So what do you wish they knew more about people coming out to you and you're like, oh, man, I, I, I really have to share this point? Yeah, you know, it was um, really a suite of features that we came out with in, uh, in, in conjunction with Trust Center. Um, our Trimble, uh, our cloud, uh, and our ecosystem that, uh, that we really released this week, it also provided um, some market insights. Um, so taking that data and what's historically been more of a kind of a spreadsheet where you get information and you kind of sort through the spreadsheet and, and manipulate that, 
Um, we've really repurposed that and put it into more of a graphical representation. So now a, a carrier can go in there and they can look at lanes, the profitability of lanes, and, and what a, uh, the average rate is for a particular maybe Dallas to Chicago um, run if they're, you know, they're trying to get, the, uh, uh, get up there and, and, and then also find a backhaul back. So you know, with that and then um, also the free visibility, we released a version of our visibility product, uh, the Trimble Visibility uh, a Basic version which gives Trimble Transportation customers a, uh, a taste of visibility. It's a fully functioning uh, uh, version of visibility that they can utilize in their business and really see how it can help their, their business and their operations. You know, with data, like, so <clears throat> I guess, I mean, when you're sharing it, you can't let the, once you let the genie outside of the bottle, you can't really bring it back in, right? So right. I, I see how the trust uh, can work in that way. Uh, I'm, I'm, how, how early in the innings is this? You just announced it right now? Well, like, it, literally yesterday morning we released okay. it. Now we've, you know, we, we've accumulated data, customers' data for a long time. And then, uh, so we've got data agreements with, with all the partners that this data goes out to. We've got agreements with them. And so all of our customers get copy of those agreements. So they know what what third party is what the data they're getting and what they can actually do with it um so it's what's different about what we're doing now is we've really created this online this cloud-based uh self-serve tool as opposed to in the past where you know we're, we're we're faxing or emailing documents and they're signing documents and sending back all these agreements that move back and forth that's really not an efficient way as many you know we've got a lot of carriers that have 20 30 different integrations or, or places they need to get data to and so each one of those you'd have to have a data sharing agreement with this simplifies that process and then they can literally go into the trust center and deactivate and activate that uh, um, that sharing uh, anytime that, that they want to it's interesting because we talk about visibility and transparency right and and then on the other hand well, we want to do it in these very, you know, specified, targeted types of ways. Yep. It yep. seems like we're kind of maturing in the industry a little bit with the data. Well, and I think a lot of companies have, um, because of data breaches that have happened, and um, probably some some companies that are not good stewards of data. Um, that's one thing that Trimble takes very seriously is being a good steward of that uh, of our customers' data and making sure that that we uphold the values that we feel. Um, our customers would want us to have in, in relation to their data. Um, so it, I think some of the challenges that have happened in the past are our customers are they're leery of all of the different ways that data has been, um, been used and abused. And yeah. so it, you really have to, you have to lock it down and, and, and really kind of, like you said, you kind of streamline where that data goes so that it doesn't get out into the general public. Well, fantastic yeah. Brian, stuff Brian, how do you learn more? Doing. How do people learn more about what you guys are doing? Absolutely. We've, you know, uh, we've got our uh, tr uh, transportation.trimble.com uh, is the website. That's transportation.trimble.com. You can go there. Um, we also have uh, uh, that has links to all of our different uh, uh, properties that we have, whether it's on the enterprise side with the TMSs, on the mobility side with telematics, and then also visibility. A lot of wow. moving parts. Yeah. And you have a lot of places to go and be. I bet you're moving and shaking. It's been a busy week so far. Yeah, Preach <laughs> yes. that gospel of data. Thank you for joining exactly. us today. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Brian. Fascinating yeah. topic. No, I see joining us. The, the man with, uh, with, the, with the flashy balls. It is uh, Michael. Michael. <laughs> Michael. Russia. Prashay. Michael Prashay. We, we, wow, um, we I don't know if you saw it yesterday. Things. We raided the swag. We raided the swag. And because of the, the fun factor. Yeah, but, yeah, you can throw those on. Because of the fun factor, the value, and uh, one thing, the marketing brain in me, they, they, you keep looking at them. You keep looking at them. You keep making more <laughs> flash. They are flashy, but this one I'm actually... So, not, it's and and not Fleetworthy flashy. is stuck in my head now. 
Fleetworthy. Everyone laughed at me when I said, let's get bouncy balls. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. They're Espe- fun. Especially with this much space. It just lends itself to it. Endlessly fun. Can you get get a little closer to the microphone? Certainly. Another gentleman from Wisconsin, too. Are you also a Packers fan? That's a theme. I am a Packers fan. <laughs> you have to be. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Be a you Packers gotta, fan or else. What does Fleetworthy do? You guys, uh, DOT compliance, some of that, right? Yeah, so we're headquartered in, in Madison, Wisconsin. We've been in business over 30 years, and we specialize in DOT regulatory compliance for fleets of all sizes. I hear Madison, Wisconsin, one of the one of the best places to live in the U.S. It is. It what, is. What makes well, it so yeah. great? <laughs> well, I went to school at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, so I'm uh-huh. a Badger, so that's Ooh. one of the things. But you know, <laughs> So that makes it great. Great yeah. food, great people, and okay. great sports teams, so... What do you so? What do you guys here today? What are you here to uh, to tell people over who visit your booth? What do they need to know about compliance? Because compliance isn't the most exciting thing on earth, right? Nobody really likes reading white papers and and learning about you know doing the doing the right thing. A lot of assumptions are made. So, what do you wish people knew more about? Yeah, so certainly we look at it, and, and when we look at carriers and all the changes that are happening in, in regulatory you know pressure and things. We look at it with kind of three lenses. One, okay. we want to give our customers a platform that becomes a single version of the truth of how they're doing from a regulatory perspective, both in their drivers and their assets. We understand there's a lot of data coming out of the cab these days. We want to be able to consume that data, crunch it, and give them information so that they can make sound business decisions about how they're doing from a reg- regulatory perspective. And then one of our differentiators is we have people that are always a part of our solution. We want to be an extension of their safety department. Do the heavy lifting around all the things that you have to do to keep your driver safe and your your assets within compliance. What are uh, some single points of truth that you're trying to validate and verify for them that they really need to know? We want them to be able to come to Comply 2.0, which is our platform, and in one (laughs) place be able to see how are our drivers doing from a regulatory perspective, how are our our assets doing from a permitting and regulatory perspective, um, all in one place. Um, So we give them dashboards that can get the, give them a chance to understand how are we doing from our, a compliance perspective, where's the risk, and can we be proactive to fix and, and you know mitigate some of that risk. Where are most people deficient in compliance that you find? In my opinion, it's, you know, we think, like I said, it's a three-legged stool. A lot, a lot of the carriers, especially on the private side, don't have the people needed to really focus on compliance. So they look at Fleetworthy and say, if you can bring subject matter experts, it can be an extension of our company that are staying in front of the regulatory changes and can be proactive in helping us maintain compliance. That's a real big value proposition for them. Are you guys doing anything for national break? Uh, it's the national break. Uh, break week. safety. Yeah, it's going week, on right now. Right? 15 like, through the 20th. Are you guys doing anything for, uh, for that? Do you, do you gather extra information during this time? Yeah, so we just had our inaugural cab event, customer advisory board event, and th- that was exactly what we were focused on. What can we do to be leaders in the industry to help our our, our customers and carriers be safe, make the roads safer. Um, with all the things that are changing, you know, the changes in, in driver ages, the clearinghouse, all these different things that are happening, how can we be, you know, a source of information for them so they can make the right decisions proactively rather than reactively? Being out of compliance is a huge risk. So compliance itself is risk mitigation, right? Yep. So where do people need some of that that guidance? Because we were with the brake check thing. I think it was uh, 3,500 or some odd trucks were pulled out of service. Trucks that are on the road aren't making money. Exactly. So what are the pratfalls that people can fall into if they are out of compliance and out of regulation? Well, and, and they all know how much it's going to cost them when a, when a, a vehicle is out of service. The problem is that they don't have 
you know, a place to go to and really understand what's happening across their dispersed, you know, organization, it's hard for them to make decisions. So we always ask the question, you know, what's keeping you up at night? You know, something yeah. bad happens and they ask you, are you guys, you know, solid from a regulatory perspective? Where do you go? And what we were hearing is they're going to all these different places, you know, all these different, whether it's governmental um, websites that they can get information, Excel spreadsheets, you know, all the data spread across many different platforms. So our question is, if we could give you a centralized location to go, would that help you? And, you know, we hear a resounding absolutely. One wow. of the things, too, we hear a lot about when we talk about compliance and regulation, we talk, you know, and, and trucks breaking down, predictive maintenance, mm. right? How do you guys play into it? How do you, how do you help them predict and do something about it? Good question. So that, that's the third part of our, our stool. It's data, right? Yeah. So the thing that I found interesting is if you look at what's happening inside the cab, they're almost turning into little airplanes, right? The technology is, is advancing. A lot of data is coming out of the cab. Unfortunately, a lot of carriers don't have the, the, the people to really analyze the data. So that's where we come in. Let's take some of that data, make it actionable, crunch it, make it so that you can start predicting risk and be proactive. Have you All found right. that people are open with their data and willing to service it to you? Yeah, I think they need to, right? They, like I said, they, they don't have the staff needed to handle and analyze the data that they had before all these technology advancements. So when I can bring subject matter experts to the, to the table, an agnostic solution that can consume that data and give it back to them in, in digestible ways, you know, it's very helpful for the customer. What's next for you guys? So you'll see us make a couple of acquisitions again in the, in the market. Um, we're, we're keeping an eye on the clearinghouse. That's a really important change that's happening in, in the industry that we're going to be part of and being able to drive some services around that. Um, driver shortage, you know, is always a big, big subject. So we're trying yeah. to do things to make sure that we can help carriers find qualified drivers, mm -hmm. get them in the cab and make sure that they're hiring qualified, you know, safe drivers. You must get busy when complying things like, or like near, it's sort of like the end of the month when, or, or the end of the year with ELD compliance. Yep. Like those things must, you must see a, a mad rush in business. We saw the one seminar here was the most full one here was on ELD compliance. Absolutely. So we've built integrations with many of the ELDs. You know, we will never be in the cab, but we will be a consumer of all that data that comes out of the cab. So it's important for us to have partnerships. You know, that's why we're here. We've been a partner with PeopleNet for 10 years, uh, you know, taking data from PeopleNet, making it actionable for our customers. So it's just uh, it's necessary for us to be involved like we are. Great stuff. Well, fantastic. Are you, do you got any plans here while you're on uh, Crawford Street in downtown yeah. Houston? I'm hoping to stay dry. The, you know, yeah. the forecast is a lot of rain. Boring. Right? <laughs> it's so. boring this morning. Fair enough. All yeah. right. Thanks for joining us. How do people reach on. out, though? How do people reach out to, to your company? So our website's www.fleetworthy.com. Best place to, to reach us at. Um, and uh, there's a lot of good information on our website around regulations, and, and I think uh, it'd be helpful for people to, to come to our website. Good stuff. Fantastic. Take it easy. Thank Great you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for, for your time. Us. This is sort of like, you know, you know, this show, Chad, this is like um, taking everyone to sort of every booth around here without having to come to the show. We get to have these quick, fast-paced conversations yeah. with everybody. There was one more kid who's going to join us, that, that super fan. I don't see him, though. Do you? The, where is the super Where's fan? Where's the super fan? I well, don't know. I don't know. He came over to us. Maybe we have to call Bradford over here. We'll... we'll we're running with what we wanted to talk about with Bradford. Uh, and uh, Dale Stewart, by... actually. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we're going to talk to Dale yeah. Stewart. Sorry, Bradford's over at the uh, CSCMP, isn't he? I think he is. Yeah. Similar. They He's both not have beards. magically materialize here. No, I know. I'm so bad with names, aren't I? Do you want me to go get him? Dale, Dale. Stewart. Yeah, do you want me to get him? Let's... Dale Stewart, are you in the house? Yeah, Dale, come on down. I'll get him. 
Sure. Get him. Yeah, what do you think? He's, he's, I hope he's busy selling some sonar over there. You know, one of the great things about events like this, too, is you get to talk to people and really sort of get the concerns. You know, I think some of that stuff gets lost a little bit when you're just reading the article. And one of the powers and the things that FreightWaves tries to do is to bring context to the market. And I'm looking over here. I mean, like, Ram Mounts, beautiful booth, <laughs> bring it out there. Um, let's see where Chad got tied up into. And one of the nice things they give you when you're, when you're hosting a booth here is you get your own macaroons. Hi, Chad. Hi. Well, there is no Dale in the house right now. Where did he Dale is, go? He's busy making deals. Well, Dale, yep. deal-making Dale. If you want to reach out to Dale, you want to book What the Truck for live events, that's what he was going to come on here to talk about. Come at him, right? We're getting, we're getting out on the street more and more often, uh, taking the pulse of these events. Yeah, so uh, we are getting out there, and we are ready to come to a city near you. We are on tour. We and are on tour. So we uh, will be, uh, well, we don't, we don't know where we'll be next for sure, but we... Uh, well, maybe in, maybe in uh, Texas again maybe very, very another shortly. Maybe in, in, uh, in Texas. But the next place we will be and is... in Chicago. Well, the next place we will be, yeah, for Freightwaves Live, go check that out. Go to Freightwaves.com. You can find this show on uh, uh, Freightwaves.com slash podcast or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere podcasts are heard around the world. Go on our, our Facebook's, uh, YouTube, social media channels like that. And you know what I always say? You know what I always say, Chad? What do you always say? Smash that cowbell. <laughs> smash the little bell over there so you get a notification every single time we put up a new video. Anything else? You know what will be next? We'll be in Chattanooga next. That's it on Thursday. I think we'll have one more show coming to you. We'll get back to some of the news over here. Yes. We had to wrap up the event with our coverage. You and I are jumping on a Delta flight with our videographer in uh, just a couple of hours from here. So uh, I guess we'll turn the lights out on this place, won't we? Okay, let's shut it down. How do they reach out to you? They will find me on Chad Prevost. Uh, that's my Twitter handle. So we look forward to, to uh, seeing you there. You reach out to us. Here? Brad Ganane has something to say. What, okay. what are you doing? We are about to turn the lights out. Insane Ganane. We were going to turn it out. All right, say goodbye for us. Or, or what you, do you got to say? Why would you have a show without me making an appearance? <laughs> All right, so, so Brad Ganane came in. What do you have to share with us today? Well, I have to share. Did you cover the events and what you guys are going to be doing? And and Yeah, that, we just did. That we're putting, <laughs> we're putting you out there and you're for sale. And did you yeah, give us a little a sonar promo or a sonar Yeah, well, a sonar, sonar we, shout out? You, you can do it right now. Well, Dale was we supposed to come it. over. It caught a little off guard. It's probably, he was probably upset I called him Brad. Well, he's he's spreading the word. He's, okay, he's evangelizing yes, sonar. Right the now. gospel of sonar. Um, so yeah, so we're here day two at the uh, the Trimble booth sonar, um, having some some great conversations with our carrier partners here at Trimble. Um, come out and see us, those of you that are here and have not stopped by. Um, we're here at the the entrance. It's hard to miss us here with the what the truck. Oh yeah, well we're what taking off, but you guys are going to be here for a whole other day, aren't we're you? We're going to be here a whole other day. So we'll be here tomorrow morning as well, eight to noon. Stop by and, and talk sonar, data analytics with us. What, are, what, are, what a couple of young gentlemen like you and uh, Dale get yourselves into after a show like this? Um, usually just a lot of follow-up emails and yeah. a lot of you know phone calls. And, all right. You know, that's pretty much it. It's all yeah. work all the time. Living <laughs> and lean and, lean and mean. Yeah. Lean and mean. Sorry. Well, Brad. All right. Well, thanks for hopping on. How do they reach out to you, man? Um, you can reach out to me at brad.ganane, yeah. G-U-I-N-A-N-E, at freightways.com. Or you can reach us at uh, the Sonar website. So www.freightways.com front slash sonar and multiple things you can click on there to sign up for a demo or to reach out to the, the Freightways team. So Nice. It is not the same with Ganane. You've <laughs> no. got to get a little bit of him in your life. Right. Yeah. Are you, do you right. want to juggle to take us out? Do you, I do. do you want to, oh, you can juggle? Can you no. juggle? Chat, I just I, want, 
No, but do your Chad. Do your this, trick. Oh, Chad trick? can can legitimately juggle. Can you can oh. you show this off? Do you need two more? Oh, yeah, yeah, here you go. Do you need, oh, you got one? Oh, you got an extra one? Right here. Oh, 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 oh wow. Oh, oh he's put a hacky sack hard. into the okay. equation. Hey, oh, hey, my hey, gosh. Hey, hey, hey. Little cowbell for the juggling. All right, uh, at Timothy Dooner, at Chad Brevos on Twitter. Look us up on LinkedIn. Um, you know, here, here the replay. Thank you for joining us. It's been a great time for us out in Houston taking you out. Well, you're going to turn the key in the ignition, play the closing theme, and oh. a little cowbell for Freeman putting together this great boot. Thank a little cowbell for the Sonar team. You guys be nice. You bring us home. You keep the lights on for us. Bang, a little cowbell for Linda Baker for joining us. A little cowbell for Max, Over. videographer. A little cowbell for Max, the videographer. A little cowbell for Chad Noodle. Looking forward to get back there. Because you have been listening to Live the Truck. Boom.